that idea that my lack of vulnerability with others isn't because I'm withholding. It's because I'm not being vulnerable with myself. And so let's talk about why it matters to be vulnerable with myself and the idea of leading self so I can lead others. That is a very crucial element. And part of it is, again, being able to identify these emotions and feelings yourself. Like we know when we feel bad, but oftentimes we might not be able to identify either what's making us feel bad, uh, what was the event that happened, or what's the, what's the real emotion that we're feeling. And so sometimes I have this happen with friends too, right? I mean, you have an unpleasant interaction with a friend, maybe somebody shows up two hours late for something that you were hosting, and you just feel angry. But angry is kind of like the, the superficial emotion that's there. And if you dive deeper, you say, well, I feel let down. I feel humiliated. I feel disrespected. I feel betrayed. I feel resentful. And when you can start to identify these things and then convey those things to somebody else, it kind of drops everyone's guard. Like if I talk to a friend of mine and I say, you know what? You showed up late. I am so damn angry with you. That's more of a confrontational like feeling in an emotion. It's more of an aggressive feeling in an emotion. But if I were to go to my friend and say, you know what? Um, I feel honestly really betrayed. Uh, I feel humiliated. I feel disrespected. That is much more of a vulnerable, deeper feeling where the other person might say, oh, wow, like I didn't mean to humiliate you. I didn't mean to disrespect you. And so being able to understand those feelings and emotions is crucial, not just for ourselves, but also because how we communicate it with other people, I think will make a huge, huge difference in the interactions and the relationships that we have. You know, one of the ways that I think that you can practice this is check in with yourself on a regular basis or check in with your spouse, your significant other, and try to get better at really pinpointing what those emotions are instead of using generalities like I'm angry or I'm okay. Now, the other important piece of this is being able to have a certain level of self-compassion. So one of the researchers that I interviewed is uh, Dr. Anna Bruck. And she did some really fascinating research on this. But And one of, the, one of the themes that we looked at when I interviewed her was the importance of self-compassion for vulnerability. And the reason why this is so important is because if you're vulnerable and things don't go well, it's very tempting to beat yourself up. Like I have a tendency to do this. I play competitive chess. I play competitive racquetball. And if I make a bad move on a chessboard or if I lose a game of racquetball, my default is to be like, you are such an idiot. How could you do that? You freaking moron. When you do that, or if I'm vulnerable and somebody uses it against me, the default is, well, I'm never going to be vulnerable again. I'm never going to speak up again. I'm never going to show emotion again. When you talk to yourself in that way, it's not a very productive outcome. So what self-compassion does is it allows you to create kind of a safe space. As uh, Dr. Anna Bruck said, it creates a safe place for you to land. Where if you make a mistake, if you're vulnerable and it gets used against you, your language is going to be kind of like you're talking to a friend. It's okay. You tried. You learned. You can do better. What did you figure out about this situation? How can you do better next time? And that level of self-compassion, she found that when you have more self-compassion, you are able to be more vulnerable. But if you keep beating yourself up and you're negative and you're angry all the time, you, the vulnerability, you're going to have a hard time being vulnerable because if it doesn't go well, you're just going to punch yourself in the face. 